I was taking my final exam for my uh, for my final exam for law school, and my best friend's brother had passed away the day before, and she didn't tell me until after I got out of my exam room, because she didn't want to. Uh, she didn't want to distract me. And I remember just thinking about how sacrificial that was for her to do that because I know my friend and we're best friends and I know how much she, you know, we needed to be together and praying for each other. And she was able to like hold that in for two days while I took my exam so I could take my last exam and I will never be able to forget that. I was struggling with my, with my, with my, with my, my family and they kind of like cut me off financially. And um, it was crazy for me because I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Like money kind of makes the world go round, right? And there was an application I had to fill out and the application cost $400 and I had nothing. And I just remember one of my really good friends, he sold his iPad. He was like, you know what? You have nothing, I have nothing, but let's go sell my iPad. Let's get some money and let's pay for this application for you. And that, that just blew my mind. Yeah, there's a dude named Tommy Hawthorne that's saved my life twice. Um, he's definitely made some serious sacrifices for me. Um, you know, I was a drug addict on the streets and he took me in twice. And so I think it's the biggest sacrifice anyone has ever made for me. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. 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 Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. How's everybody doing today? Amen, amen. Uh, why don't you give someone next to you a high five in all our campuses, East County, North County. Give someone a high five right next to you. We want to welcome all the visitors here. My name is Miles. I'm the pastor of Rock, and this is our 16th. Good Friday service. Let's give the Lord a big hand. 16 years. Amen. 16 years. I want to say hello to all our campuses, East County, North County, San Ysidro, uh, City Heights. And people ask me, have you ever, did you ever imagine all of this? And uh, when we started this church, there was no such thing as multi-sites and all this video stuff. And, you know, I think we had the Internet back in 2000. I don't remember. It wasn't like it was. I know I didn't have a cell phone back then. But uh, uh, it is amazing how the world has changed technology. It's amazing how the world has changed in violence um, and immorality. Um, we want to say as we pray, remember the people in Brussels uh, and all over the world. The, uh, I think there was in Iraq or Iran today, there was a bombing at a soccer game and 25 people died. Someone blew themselves up. Uh, we live in a very interesting time. Uh, and the hope of the world from the beginning of time has been Jesus Christ. I was on KUSI the other day, um, I think it was yesterday, and they asked me, you know, they said millennials aren't going to church, they're leaving church, and what do you have to say to them? I said, there's only one message, it's the gospel. There's nothing else to say. Um, and, and so we have to keep preaching the gospel. Amen? Amen? Because no matter when you grew up, no matter what your lifestyle is, I mean, young kids today definitely have a different mentality than uh, people in, in later genera earlier generations, older people. Uh, but we still have the heart that God put in our chest. We still have a need for a relationship with God. And Jesus Christ is the only way. We're going to look at that verse today. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father but through me. That is always true. It always will be true. Um, I, I, I saw a video on TV. I think it was a commercial with Ronald Reagan's son, who's an atheist. 
I don't know if you saw that, but he basically is promoting, uh, you know, take religion out of the government. And he, at the very end of it, he says, and I'm not scared to burn in hell with a very sarcastic uh, tone. I was like, my goodness, uh, uh, I just, my heart breaks for that guy uh, because just because you're not scared of something doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't worry about getting hit by a car, but I sure do look both ways when I stand across the street. Uh, um, and, and so our heart breaks for people. Um, uh, and, and I'm just so excited about talking about Jesus' death, which we do every week. But uh, today we're here to remember the fact that he really did die on the cross. He really did die on the cross. I was working out yesterday, as you can tell. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> so I get a little jokey joke in there. <laughs> I was working out yesterday and I and I and I was putting the weights down. I was like, I was thinking it was like 250 pounds. I think it was in my little dumbbell, you know, just one of my dumbbells. And I and I and I was putting it down and it, and it, and it, and it's it's dumbbells that kind of they go inside of each other like uh, concentric cups and and uh, my my finger got stubbed in the in the middle of it. It's like 150 pounds on top, 150 pounds on the bottom, and and. Uh, <laughs> and it hurt. <laughs> and, 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 and it's just my finger. It's just, just the tip of my finger. That's it. Jesus, his whole body was beat. I mean, he had nails through his wrist and both his feet, one on top of the other, whipped his back, and he hung on a cross for six hours. I mean, that was nothing. And we complain about stupid stuff. And, and one thing about the terrorists that you'll notice, that they are willing to die for what they believe. The reason you can't beat them, and I'm not going to say we're not going to beat them, it's impossible. They will will, they're willing to die, and we are not. We don't even want to get criticized. I mean, how are you going to fight somebody if you can't get criticized and someone else is willing to die? You can't be faithful to read your Bible. They pray five times a day. You may say they're praying to the wrong thing. Obviously they are, but they're still committed to the death. Jesus deserves that from us. He does. He deserves us to be committed to the death. Not that we're going to blow ourselves up, but that we will lay our life down at his feet. It's a different kind of death. Are y'all feeling me on this? Uh, my wife and I took a few days off last weekend, and we uh, went up to, uh, um, to a hotel up north, and, and we were driving around, and there was a donut shop. And I was like, I haven't had a donut in a long time. So I'm going to get a donut. I'm going to day off. I'm getting a donut. So I went and bought a donut, and there was a 19-year-old girl out there named Lupe, and she was just sitting there, just bored. I'm learning Spanish. So I bought my donut, and, I, and uh, she's a Hispanic girl. So I got back in the car. I said, I'm going to go out there and share my testimony with her in Spanish. So I said, come on, come on, because i got to practice. So if I don't practice, I'll forget it. Like, if I, if I go for two days without saying Spanish, I just, like, I, I go back to hola. <laughs> so I, I went out there, and I'm talking to her, and, and the girl ends up getting saved. And and she's and and then I started talking to her about Amen. I started talking to her about life, boyfriends. She was telling me about her family and just stuff she'd been through. And people and she was just like this the whole time I was talking to her. I was talking to her about boyfriends and sex and relationships and being pure and God's will and da 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 da. And I don't know her. I don't know if it's the first time she heard that kind of stuff, but she was like this. People don't know. You know, we've been doing evangelism online through uh, short videos. 
we're averaging 17, 1800 people a day getting saved online. We had 2100 people yesterday get saved online. Amen. And before we pray, we're, gonna, we're all going to share the gospel with somebody on your phone. If you can get your phone out. If you, if you can, can you get your phone out? Can you get your phone out? This video that we are going to share with your friends, 64% of the people who watch this video get saved. How do we know that? Because every time someone watches it, we, it, it, we have the analytics. And every time someone clicks yes to the prayer, we have the analytics. 64%. How many of y'all know somebody right now who needs to be saved? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. You, you, you all should know a whole bunch of people. And so I just want to lead you through a few steps before we get into the message. To share a gospel story, it's me sharing a gospel message with somebody through text message. You're going to send the text message to them. I was, I was having breakfast with a friend uh, Friday. Uh, I don't know what today, Saturday, just this week sometime. When my wife were up there, I went to breakfast with a friend, and he was telling me about a girl he was sharing, he was praying with and sharing the gospel. I said, well, did you share the gospel with her, like, to help her get saved? He's like, no, I didn't. I, but she wanted to. I was like, ugh. So I said, get out your phone. I said, we're going to send a video right now. So he sends the video. He did what we're going to do right now. And three minutes later, his, what you're going to do is you're going to send a text message to somebody, and you're going to get a text back telling you they got it. You're going to get a text back telling you they either watched the video or didn't. And if they get saved, you're going to get a text telling you they got saved. And so we did this with this girl, and like in three minutes, she got saved. So it texts back. I said, call her right now. We FaceTimed her. And she's sitting on the beach, I don't know, doing a journal. The video works. And so if you get your phone out, just go through the steps that are going to be on the screen. I want you to think of somebody. Text the number five. Text to the number 52525, text the word share. Just go to 52525 and text the word share. Again, I want you to think of somebody you want to get the gospel to, 52525, and then hit send. Okay, you should get that message. We're eager to help you share the gospel. Put in your name. So when this person gets a text, they're going to get it from you with your name. After you hit your name, it's going to ask you for a 10-digit phone number of somebody you know. You can go to your contacts, you can cut and paste, and then delete out the uh, parentheses, spaces, etc. And hit send, and then you should get a link to the video. Now, later on, not now, you can just hit that link and watch the video if you want. And then if you want to send it, you just hit the letter Y for yes. And then it should tell you that they got it. Boom. Praise the Lord. Your friend has, well, that's, that's what they'll get if you get saved. I think we're one slide ahead. There's, it should say success that your video went through. Y'all got that? Okay, you could, you could play with that later on as well. But you could do that 24-7 and you will get responses back on your phone if they watched it. And if they got it. Amen? Okay, put your phones away. Let's, let's get on our knees and pray.
Look to the person next to you and say in a soft voice, don't yell. Just go, Jesus. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for dying on the cross. Thank you that you did what none of us could do. You endured the pain. You lived a sinless life. You paid for our sin. I pray people get saved today. I pray they receive you as their Savior in all our campuses. And they realize how special you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. And by the way, the message today will be different from the message tomorrow. Today is a Good Friday message. Tomorrow and Sunday will be an Easter message. And so feel free to come back and get our Easter service either tomorrow or Sunday. Amen. Let's see your Bibles on three. One, two, three, say word. One more time, Rock Church. If you got a Bible, say word. Let's turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John 14. Matthew, Mark, Mark, if you're from Boston. Mark, Luke, John. John 14. My wife is here tonight, and my wife and I have uh, been married since 1984. Amen. 32 years. Beautiful way, there. Beautiful, beautiful way. And my wife and I dated for four years before we got married. And those four years, uh, we were not saved, so it was a mess. She always reminds me that I'm how lucky I am she stuck, stuck around while I was tripping. <laughs> so during that time while I was tripping, couldn't decide, I was, you know, I, I, I had commitment issues. I would tell her I love her, and then I would treat her bad. And she would always ask me, do you really love me? And what she was really saying was, love doesn't do that. Today's message is love does. We started a series called Love Wins about a month and a half ago. And we looked at all the different ways that we can express and should express God's love to each other and, God's, and love to God. We define love as the heart of God, the passion of God, the commitment of God, the patience of God. Love is not our emotion, even though it has an emotional commitment, a component. But love is God. The Bible says God is love. But actually, love is the heart of God, the intent of God, the actions of God. And we love God by obeying him, by being like him. And so today we're going to look at how, what love did through Jesus. Jesus came and expressed his love towards us by dying for us on the cross. There's no greater love that a man can have for another man than to lay his life down for his, for his friend. I cannot show my love for you any more than to lay my life down for you. I, was, I heard something online the other day about an atheist hearing the gospel and saying to a Christian, you must hate people not to tell them that story. In other words, if you don't tell people the gospel, it's so powerful, you must hate them because it's so important. That the greatest thing someone can do is lay his life down for us because we sin. Well, in this passage we're going to look at, John 14, uh, it's at the Last Supper, and Jesus had, is spending his last supper with his disciples. 
He has taught them about his, his, his death, how he's going to be crucified, which we'll get to in a minute. He's taught them to serve one another. He's washed their feet. And he didn't wash their feet to clean their feet. He washed their feet to set an example of servanthood. He told them that one was going to betray him. One was going to deny him. And he's teaching them all these things. And then he gets to John chapter 14. And he's preparing them that he's going to leave. Because he is going to leave. And he's setting them up. And by the way, he spent three years with them laying a foundation in the relationship where they would take the gospel to the world. He put his whole trust and the whole history of the gospel in these 12 guys and his disciples and the other disciples that they had. And if the disciples didn't take the gospel to the world, then there would be no gospel. We would not be here. So Jesus said, I'm going to invest in you 12, but I got to go. And so these are kind of the last few uh, hours that he's with them. He's teaching this. And I want to look at uh, John chapter 14, verse 1. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. I'm going to read to John 14, 1 to 14, 6. And in those six verses, he is going to refer to himself 11 times. He's not going to refer to an organization. He's not going to refer to the Rock Church. He's not going to refer to doing worship services, doing Bible studies. He's going to refer to himself. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus is going to refer to himself because it is all about him. Look at the person next to you say, it's not about me. Look at the person next to you say, it ain't about you. <laughs> now, it's very important that uh, uh, if you're observant, sometimes I ask you all to do something and you do it with different, varied levels of enthusiasm. <laughs> so when I said, say it's not about me, y'all like, it's not about me. And when I said, say it's not about y'all, y'all like, it ain't about you. <laughs> Did y'all notice that? And then you kept talking like, yeah, you know, make sure you get that, right? Just make sure you remind that. Don't forget it. <laughs> Paying attention. He's going to say me, I, myself 11 times in six verses because it's really all about him. It's all about him. Verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Don't trip. How many of y'all got some burdens in your life? Oh, look, hold your hand up really high, elbow above the ear. Man, look around the room. Turn to the person next to you and say, you ain't alone. My goodness. Watch this, watch this. How many of y'all think, think what you're going through, you're the only one going through what you're going through? <laughs> look at that, look at that. Y'all don't know. You ain't the only one. You know how I know? Because the Bible says that no temptation will overtake you except what is common. 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 You're not the only one. God says to you right there, don't let your heart be troubled. Just trust me. I got you. Next Sunday, we're going to have Noel Gia, an actor here who's been in Training Day and Furious 7, all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, but we're going to start in that, that day a series called I Doubt It. And we're going to talk about reasons people doubt the Bible. One of them is pain. If God is real, why does this happen? Why does this happen? We're going to talk about that. But to give you just a small snippet, we're in a story. And today is just a scene in the story. And what you're going through today will pass. It will pass. I had a dream today 
Uh, I took a nap. I love taking naps. How many of you like taking naps? Oh, naps are the bomb, huh? <laughs> it's like when you're young, your, your mother said, take a nap. No, I don't want to take a nap. Now it's like, oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> I got some eye shades. I, I, I don't know where I got them. I put my eye shades on. I was like, yeah. So I had, I, had, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was in my high school. In my high school. I was like, and I, and I was walking through my high school. And I remember walking down the stairs in my high school. There's a crack in the steps going from the second floor to the first floor, and I was looking for the crack because it's been there ever since I was 97 years. It's been there. But I, I, I was thinking back to high school. You remember when you were in high school, junior high, and there was an, a social crisis in your life? Remember that? That person didn't like you. That girl wouldn't go out with you. You had a zit on your head. It was just something that was like the, the world was over. Can I get amen? When I took my senior picture, I had a big afro, and when I put my cap on, I looked like Bozo because it was just like out here in this cap. No lie, I had a zit as big as my fingernail on my thumb right here in the middle of my forehead like a unicorn. It's like something's growing out. You know what God says? Don't let your heart be troubled. The zit will go away. (laughs) About a month after you graduate, but that's about it. (laughs) So look what he says. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is saying, I'm preparing a place for you. He's been preparing a place for you for over 2,000 years. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas, doubting Thomas, says, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And this is what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I. Me. You don't need to know a whole bunch of information. You know the gospel is not information. Newsflash. The gospel is not information. The gospel is a person. It's Jesus. Now, there's information about that person. But what's the difference? Is that the gospel and salvation is a relationship with the living God. It's a relationship. God just wants to have a relationship with you. And, he's, and, and that relationship with him leads to a relationship with the Father. Look at your notes, number one. Look at your notes, number one. Love shows the way. Love shows the way. Jesus is saying, I, Jesus, where are you going? Well, I'm going to the Father and I'm going to prepare a place. There's going to be a place in heaven. It's going to be a place where you're going to be one with God. God's going to be your, the Father's going to be your God. You're going to walk with him. There's going to be no more tears. The lion's going to lay down with the lamb, which, by the way, happens even in this world. You see animals have peace with other animals that usually they don't. God does supernatural things. But in heaven, it's going to be amazing. But guess what? You want to get there, you have to come through me. I am the way. And all roads to heaven lead through me, and I am going to the cross. All roads to heaven lead to the cross. You cannot have the gospel without blood. You cannot have the gospel without blood. When you break the law, the police arrest you. When you violate a relationship, You have a broken heart and pain. When you violate 
your body through drug addiction, through use of drugs, you have addiction. When you misuse your body, you get sick. There are consequences to violating the laws of God all the time. And when you see culture violate this word, bad things happen all the time. Why? Because the, penalties, the penalty of sin is death, always. Death of relationship, death of health, death of vision. When you violate God's law on a spiritual level, there is a consequence. It's called death, physical and spiritual. Spiritual death is separation from God forever. The Bible calls that hell. That's the penalty. We can never violate rules at our job and our family and our relationships and not suffer consequence. How can we think we can violate God's law and not suffer consequence? A friend of mine who, when I got saved, well, before I got saved, we used to hang out and do a lot of bad things together. I got saved, I stopped hanging with him, and I tried to get him to come to church. And he used to tell me, uh, um, if it wasn't for people like me, sinners, you as a pastor wouldn't have a job. I was like, brother, that is true, but you don't want to be that guy. If that guy, my friend, all his life told God, I don't want to have anything to do with you, when he died, the loving God that God is would give him exactly what he wanted. Say, I'm not going to force you to be with me. So you'll go to a place where you'll never have to hear about me again. Unfortunately, that place is called hell. Jesus says, I'm the way to heaven. I am going to die. And Jesus was arrested. He was beat, beard pulled out, beat on the face, beat with rods, lied, spit on, cursed at, mocked, denied by one of his disciples, betrayed by another disciple with a kiss. You ever get betrayed, stabbed in the back by a friend with a kiss? You, some of y'all raise your hand saying, I'm going through something. You may say, well, my friend, he, you won't believe what this person did to me. They didn't do what Judas did to Jesus. With a kiss, condemn you to be crucified. They don't get any worse than that. And then they nailed him to wood where he hung for six hours. He surrendered his life for us. All roads to the Father lead through Jesus. He says, I am the way. And my love for you is going to empower me and motivate me to go all the way to the cross and never, and never give up. Number two, love lives the truth. Love lives the truth. If you have your Bible, John 14, verse 15, one verse, very simple. It says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know how you know you love God? Keep his commandments. Don't say, well, you know, I go to church every now and then and me and God are cool. No, you and God ain't cool. God is cool. God knows my heart. That's the problem. That's the problem. You're playing God. You're playing God. What does that mean? You're doing these things that can fool people thinking you're fooling God. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I say. That's what he said. You know what Jesus said? Jesus did everything the Father told him without fault. He lived the truth. Out of his love for God, the Father, he obeyed the Father even to the cross. His love for the Father put him in submission to the Father every single day. The Bible says he was tempted in every single way and never sinned. 
Y'all got, I got a call from someone recently, a guy, he says, man, I had this girl, uh, this girl trying, to, trying to get with me, and I, I was almost going to cheat on my girlfriend, but I didn't, and, and he was just telling me this story, and I was like, man, I'm so happy you, 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 um, you called me. That's so admirable. I said, I don't get it because you ain't cute, but that, I, 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 it's admirable. <laughs> and he's telling me how he was just, he was, he was so tempted, so tempted, and he says, what can I do to change it? I said, brother, that's not going to go away. But your commitment to God can change. Your temptation is always going to be around you. You don't think Jesus was tempted by that? Jesus was the coolest kid on the block. Think about it. In third grade, fifth grade, he knew how to treat ladies right. He was the only guy who really understood women. <laughs> Fellas, can I get amen? I mean, he, 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 he's in seventh grade, and this girl says, no, I don't need any help. And all the fellas say, well, she don't need any help. And Jesus says, wait a minute, fellas. That's not what she means. <laughs> fellas, it's always the opposite. <laughs> How do you know? I just know. I got, you need divine intervention for them to know that. <laughs> You don't think Jesus had girls after him? He was a gentleman all throughout his life. He had to go to junior high. He had brothers and sisters. He had to go to high school. He had a business. He was tempted with people trying to rip him off, trying to say he didn't do a carpentry right. Come on. His chairs were perfect. <laughs> he is the truth. He's the only truth we have. He lived the truth. His love for the Father motivated and empowered him to live the truth to a T. And when you saw him, you saw the Father. When you saw the Father, you see him. He was the whole truth about who God is. And lastly, he is the life. Love gives us eternal life. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God created people for the, for the purpose of having a relationship with people. The reason you are alive is not to have a job and a career and a family. That's all good and fun. But the reason God made people in the first place was to have relationship with people. The reason you have children is to have relationship with children, to love children. I want to get married and have a child because you want to love that child. God put that in you. That's why when we see people abuse children, it's so odd and so, so hurtful because it's, that's so backwards because it's in us to love children. It's in us to take care of children. You see a mom walking through the store, get out the way because she has a baby. It's like the most precious thing, a mom and a baby. Plus, if you get near the baby, the mom will jack you up because women... <laughs> Don't, don't get fooled by a woman with a, with a mom with a baby now. But it's like that's the most precious thing. And, the, and God made people for the same reason. So he can have relationship with you. But our sin pushes God away. And because of our sin, we don't want to hear God. We reject God. We think we have something better. We think we know better. We go through our teenage years all over again. When you see teenagers in young 20s, think they know everything. And as you get in 30s or 40s, you realize you didn't know anything. Can I get an Amen. But they, don't, they won't get that until they get older. And then when you get 40s and 50, you think you know more. But then you don't realize when you get to 70, you didn't know anything at 50. God looks at all of us and says, none of y'all know anything. 
And God says, if you just trust me, though, I will show you everything. If you call to me, I will tell you great and mighty things you don't know. So you sit here today, God made you to have a relationship with you. He made you to love you and to live inside of you, but your sin pushed him away. And the penalty of your sin is death. The only way your sin can be removed is if someone dies for your sin. And it's on Good Friday that we celebrate and remember and acknowledge that Jesus Christ came the 33 years and died for our sin because he had no sin. He was truth. He didn't know truth. He was truth. He was righteousness. He still is. And he died. And he died for our sin. And then he rose from the dead, which we'll celebrate tomorrow and Sunday. So come on back. Bring a friend. But he died, and when he died, he was beat. He was whipped 39 times on his bare back with 39, nine, I'm sorry, nine leather straps, 39 times. You do the math. And they had bone and metal chips out the straps, ripping the skin and muscle off the bone. They punched him in the face. They hit him with rods. They pulled his beard out. They put two inch thorns in his head. He carried his own cross up the hill. They laid him on and nailed him to the cross, and he hung there for six hours, and, and, and science and the Bible says his heart actually exploded in his chest. He died of a broken heart, literally. Why? He was paying the price for your sin. And he, all he says to you, if you believe in me and trust me with your life, I will forgive you. What more can I do to show you I love you? What more can I do to show you that I have your best interest in mind? People think, well, if I give my life to him, he's going to do all this stuff to me. He doesn't need you to give your life to him to do all stuff to you. He can just do stuff to you now. <laughs> but you know why he doesn't have to? Because you do it to yourself. But he wants you to say to him, Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge you love me. I acknowledge you died for me. But I also acknowledge that you died for me because I needed your death. And there are many of you who wear crosses. That cross is not jewelry. It's an executioner's table. That's what he died on. And when you wear a cross or you have a cross tattooed to your body, what you are saying to the world is, I know what this is all about. That Jesus died for me. Well, I hope you're living for him. Because if you're not, you're mocking him by wearing that cross. It is not. A good luck charm. It is not, if anything, it's bringing judgment to people. Because what they're saying is, I'm wearing this cross, I acknowledge him, and I'm mocking him by living opposite. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you realize and acknowledge and admit, he died for me and I give my life to him. I want him to forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart. He will forgive you. And we're going to pray in a minute, and you're going to have an opportunity right now to take advantage of what Good Friday is about. Trust me, you don't get any brownie points with God for coming today or every day. You're not saved by, going, by works. You're saved by faith, by surrendering your life to him. So in a minute, we're going to pray, and on all the campuses, you're going to have an opportunity to say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that Jesus is not, that he died for me, rose from the dead, and I surrender my life to him. Jesus, please forgive me. In 1984, I did that. April 12th, my spiritual birthday is coming up. April 12th, 1984, 32 years ago, 
I was using cocaine all night, and I did that and never did cocaine ever again that, from that day forward. God forgave me and said, now let's go a different direction. He wants to do the same thing with your life. So right now I'm going to ask all of you in all the campuses, bow your heads and close your eyes, please. And I'm going to ask all the people in all the campuses watching online, I just want you to listen very carefully. There are many of you listening right now, you have given your life to Christ. I want to ask you to pray for the people in this room, in the sanctuary where you are, whatever campus you're in. I want you to pray for the people watching online. I want you to pray for the people who are watching the video you sent them on your phone. Some of your friends are watching that video right now deciding whether they're going to give their life to Christ. I want you to pray that people make a decision right now to give their life to Jesus Christ. Eyes closed, heads bowed, listen very carefully. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death, physical and spiritual and social and mental, relational death. But the Bible says that while we were sinners doing our own thing, Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He died a brutal death. He hung there for six hours. And he did it to pay the price for your sin and my sin. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. If you surrender your life to him, you will be saved. He did not die on the cross because he had nothing else to do. He did not die on the cross to give significance to a cross so we could have it as jewelry. He died on the cross to pay a penalty that you have to pay. But he didn't want you to pay it. That's what love does. So if you would like to ask him to forgive you of your sin, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe that I am a sinner. I believe that my sin is wrong. I believe that the penalty of my sin is death. But I believe that Jesus is Lord and he died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I want to be born all over again. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up if you prayed that prayer. But it is very important that you understand this. If you prayed that prayer to ask Christ to be your Savior, you just gave your life to Jesus Christ. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to him. You didn't just buy a ticket to heaven. You gave your life away. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before, people, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. He deserves your whole heart. 
So when I ask you to stand, whatever campus you're in, I, I want you to stand. I don't, I don't want you to worry about who's next to you. This is between you and God. That person is not going to get you to heaven. Only Jesus can. So I'm going to count to three. And if you pray that prayer, I just want you to stand up. Whatever campus you're in, in the other campuses, there will be somebody there to pray with you. So I want you to stand proud that you've given your life to Christ. Humble that you now belong to him. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, just stand to your feet. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you did this already, I want you to be praying for these people. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Very good. God bless you. Stay standing. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. Amen. Stay standing. Very good. Here's what we're going to do. All right. Here's what we're going to do. All the people who are standing in a minute, all the people who are standing in a minute, we're going to ask them to come down to the altar if you're in the balcony. All you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. And you can bring the person with you that you came with, whether they're standing with you or not. We want to encourage them. So as they come out of their seat, I want us to encourage them and cheer for them. If you're in the balcony, walk up and the ushers will bring you down. So if you're standing up, come on down to the altar. And let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. Yeah, good. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 God bless you, sir. How you doing? God bless you. How you doing? God bless you. God bless you. How you doing? God bless you. 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 Hey, okay. That's okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I got him. I got him. Oh, happy birthday. God bless you. 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 Amen. Amen. Good, 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 good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your little girl. This is your little girl. Good. This is very real. This is very real. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I got you. Got you. Got you. Let's give him a big hand. Come on now. Come on now. God bless you. 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 Amen. 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 I like that hair. I like that hair, boy. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's get these people a big hand coming from upstairs. Amen. God bless you. 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 Amen. Amen. I got one more. One more young man. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. 
So let me say something to all of y'all. God knows everything. Everything. There is absolutely no secret. And he, he knows everything about your life. You have forgotten 99% of your life anyway. Amen? You, you did. You forgot, you forgot a whole bunch of stuff. You probably don't even remember what happened last week. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I, I can't remember week to week what I even talk about up here. God knows everything. And guess what he says? I love you so much. I've been waiting for this for so long. And I'm going to bless your life beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. I used to do cocaine right down the street. The guy I used to buy cocaine from goes to church here. You know how I met him? We were doing a staff lunch on Thanksgiving. And we had a caterer. And the caterer was serving us food. I went up to get food. He looked at me and said, you remember me? I said, no. He said, I'm so-and-so. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I said, are you selling drugs to my staff now? What are you doing in here? <laughs> he said, no, man. I go to church. I've been going to church here for years. That's what only God can do that. Only God can do that. Amen. 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 The point is that God has a plan for your life that you have no idea, and it is awesome. You have to trust him. It's not going to be what you want, because what you want is not as good as what he wants. If you can believe it, God has better ideas than you. He does. And all you have to do is trust him. So we want to help you with that process in a minute. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to cheer you into that room back there. Uh, we have service tomorrow, 4 and 6, and then Sunday. Some of y'all going, I already came to church. Come again. We're going to be here at seven services. We have 35 services, five campuses, and then all the microsites as well. Uh, tomorrow is a different message. It's Easter. Here's what I want you to think about. You got saved, and tomorrow we're going to talk about love one. One of the things that love one, I'm not going to talk about this, but I'm going to mention it, is the opportunity and the responsibility to tell people about Jesus. This is not, I got mine. That's the world mentality. I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> it's all about me. It ain't about you. That little text thing I told you about, you can do that to all your friends. I'm telling you, do that to your, send that to your friends. If you can't call them up and, and talk to them, send the text. They're going to say what it's about. They're going to ask you. They'll get saved. Some of them are going to get saved. I have a friend of mine in L.A. who deals with the underworld. <laughs> Just people who ain't in God's world. And I sent him the, 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 the text. And he, he called me and says, none of my friends are going to watch that. So he said to me, I can't think of one person who's going to watch that video. I said, just send it anyway. Just try it. He sent it to 20 people. 15 of them got saved. Amen. Amen. So why? It's, it's not because I'm anything special. It's the gospel is powerful. Send it. Let's not let this be about, oh, we're just going to celebrate it and go home. Bring somebody. Send the thing to them. Come back to church. Bring somebody to Easter tomorrow. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for them. We're going to cheer for them. And then uh, Pastor Mark is going to pray us out and we'll take our offering as we leave. Lord, I pray for these people. Lord, I pray you, you, you uh, transform their life. I pray you bless their life. I pray they are never, ever the same. Ever. All the junk is gone. It hurts. It doesn't do us any good. I pray they are convinced once and for all it's no good. 
In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> turn this way. Let's turn this way. Hey, let's give a hand. Amen. Let's give a big hand. Come on. Amen. <laughs>